Thank you, Meadowbrook family, for making this a summer of serving. Well done. Thank you. But we're not done because you know what? Now it goes beyond summer and it becomes lifestyle and it becomes lifetime that we serve and we help those around us. Can I get a good amen today? Can I get a good amen today? There it is. I know you were catching your breath. So, well, good morning and uh, welcome. We've had a wonderful morning already, right? And um, we, uh, we've been out for a few weeks and we're, we're glad to be back. I want to thank um, our team. I want to thank the speakers. Can you thank uh, all of our speakers that spoke while I was out? <laughs> Pastor Sean, my good friend, Pastor Dave Murphy. Did you like his accent? That's, that's what I want for Christmas. I want an accent. And then uh, Pastor Jordan and last week, Pastor Tom, I want to thank all of them for just doing a fabulous job stepping in. And then our, our staff and our team, because part of being able to go away and unplug is knowing that things are, are being taken care of. And uh, so I thank our, our staff, our teams. I want to thank you for just staying faithful and plugged in. It was good for us to get away. A lot of people said, what did you do? We did a whole bunch and we did nothing. And then we do a whole bunch and then nothing. And, and uh, it's a really a good, healthy combo to do that. But we're so, so glad to be back. And uh, that being said, we're going to pray. And Meadowbrook, we're going to stand back up. But we are fit, right? Come on, we are fit. Let's stand back up. We're going to pray. And then we're going to get into the word today. I know we've done it, but he's worthy. Let's lift our hands to the Lord just one more time this morning. Father, we love you and we thank you. Thank you for the privilege that we have to come to gather in your name. Thank you for what you do just by virtue of your people headed toward you, drawing near to you. And, as, and Jesus, as we have lifted you up, I do thank you that darkness is pushed back. I thank you that you're exalted. I believe you, God, that even during worship, already that things have happened in our bodies in our emotions in our minds in our circumstances thank you i pray that even as the word is delivered today lord that you would anoint me to deliver your anointed word and i thank you that your word will not return into your void it will accomplish what you've sent it out to do and it will prosper and succeed in the very thing to which you send it in each of our hearts and each in our lives we declare that our hearts are good soil today, and we're going to receive the living word, the seeds of God to sprout up and do awesome, incredible things in our lives and the lives around us. Jesus, thank you. Make us whole in every way. Make us free in every way. And I just thank you, Lord. Once again, we pray that once everything is said and done today, we want that you, Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to this church. Jesus, may you be pleased, may you be honored, and may these, your people, every single one of them be helped today. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. amen. Hey, let's give our, our online audience a great big God bless. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, again, so glad that you are here. Look at this. We're, we're in the middle of July, y'all. Look left and right. And um, uh, church, we are having church. We are having church. Amen. Well, like I said, we've been able to um, uh, unplug, and, and that's, that's good and healthy. My wife helped me to unplug, too, because I uh, first week or so, I snuck out onto our porch, and I'm trying to watch service online. 
which is a good thing. And she yelled at me, y'all. She, she got me. And uh, she said, because she knows this, as, as pastor, as founder, that kind of, I'm, part of me is watching for quality control. <laughs> and I have to just relinquish that. And, and so um, I did, and I told her, I'm, I'm listening to worship. And I was, and it blessed me, but um, she helped me to unplug too. And thankfully, we have such an incredible team. It is easy to just kind of let it go. Plus, you know what I've learned? This is Jesus' church. It's not Tim Gilligan's church. This is, this is Jesus, and, and he will take good care of his church. Amen, amen. Um, before I get into the uh, finishing up this series today, I want to share with you quickly two takeaways for me, two lessons for me reinforced in my life during this time. And the first is this, take time. Everybody say, take time. Um, I think you know what that means. Take time. Time, take some time. Um, I've, I've learned this over the years, and I, I recognize it within myself. You know, our, wor- our, our world today has so many buzzwords and so many conditions they want you to just have. If we're anxious and we're depressed. And I'm not making light of that, but I don't, here's what I think. This is my opinion. Part of this is educated. Part of this is experiential. Part of this is my opinion, that I don't believe as many of us are depressed, have depression as we think. Here's what I think it is. Compression. Compression. And when you take time, it allows you, you ready, to decompress. Most of us don't take time. So we're compressed and then it feels depressed. And you have to take Time. That's the purpose of the Sabbath. You're doing it, okay? That you set aside a day as holy unto the Lord. Church, are you all with me? And that, well, I'm busy now, and things are good, and in the market, and blah, blah, blah. You better keep first things first. And it's a command, actually, and set that time apart. Give a day as holy to the Lord. That's part of taking time. Helps you to decompress. The other is... You're working on a project or you're at work or what? You, you need to take breaks. You need to take time. I'm making progress. I know, but sometimes you're going to do better work. You know, one time I had surgery and the surgeon came into the room um, to update me that I was about to go into surgery. And he said, now I've been in surgery for 18 hours today. I started wondering if I wanted that guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, now what was I working on? You know, I, I want to make, make sure he did the right stuff. Y'all with me? Thank God he did a, he did a, a great job on my, on my wrist. Um, but you've got to take a break now and then. And then, and then a vacation seasonally. You need, you need to have some time. Take time. Everybody say take time. The other thing is this. Take your time. Say that. Take your time. That means just slow down a little bit. And, and I had the Lord remind me of this numerous times. Um, you know, I would get up and I'd be outside with a dog or sitting on the porch drinking some tea or whatever it would be and, and just to slow down a little bit because sometimes we, we love the Lord, no doubt, but then we get into this thing, Lord, thank you for a great night of rest and a brand new day. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. You daily load me with the benefits in the Holy Spirit. And we get going. And, it, and I feel like the Lord, he didn't say this, but I got this impression, you're getting on my nerves. You know, it's like, just slow down. 
and just say, thank you, Lord. Just thank you. Thank you for a good night. Take your time. Be intentional. Be articulate. Don't just by rote, just, bzzz, you know, just buzz through things. Take time in his word. You're reading the Proverbs or whatever you would read. Slow down. Stop trying to be an auctioneer, you know. Just slow down a little bit. With your loved ones, slow down. Look, listen. Take your time. Take your time. Everybody say, take time. And take your time. And part of the reason you've got to take your time is this. So you can slow down. Get this now. You know this principle. Your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. And so sometimes we don't give our heart a chance to get in. And that's where real life is when you get your heart into thank you, God. And so take time and take your time. Amen? So that's my vacation gift to you. Your souvenir. All right. Um, we have a new series starting next week called Back to the Bible. Come on, say it. Back to the Bible. We've got so many voices in our world. The Bible has been under attack since it was the Bible, okay? And I don't need to defend the Bible. The Bible will defend itself. God's word endures forever, okay? But I need to remind us in these days, you need to go back to the Bible. I talk to people all the time. I, uh, I saw this on Pinterest, and I saw that on this, and, and I don't know what to do, and I don't have Oprah's number anymore, and they're, and they're just trying to get your answers. You need, you need to hear from God, and God has blessed us by giving us his word and addresses everything. So I'm, I'm going to spend a few weeks uh, talking about the credibility of God's word, the authority of God's word, and the relevance of God's word. And I'm going to ask you to do something kind of old-fashioned during this series. You ready? I want you to actually bring a Bible. I want you to actually bring a Bible. Yeah. And well, I've got all mine electronically. That's fine. That's fine. I just want you to bring one, even if you never crack it open while we're here, just as a symbol of look what God gave me. That you got that. And I just, I just want you to do it. It'd be a good exercise for your heart. And um, I have all mine on electronics, but you know what? To me, there's nothing like, like this. Well, you're old. I am not old. <laughs> I'll outrun you and I'll chase you down. So, so new series. Amen. And while we're talking about back to the Bible, let me real quick at the risk of maybe hurting some of our people in our online family, um, come back to church. It's time. It's time. Now, I talked to some of you, and I know you have real, real reasons. You know, you're taking care of an elderly relative or whatever, and you need to be wise and cautious, and I get that, and I support that, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to you. Those of you that are sitting there in your, in your jammies eating Captain Crunch right now, get in here with us, and uh, I, it's amazing because I run into people and Target and Walmart and Publix and restaurants. Oh, we haven't made our way back to church yet. Come on back. Come on. It's amazing we can make it to all the other places. So, so come on back. You're going to be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. I say it because I love you. Well, it's been a summer of serving, but I want it to be a lifetime of serving. Let's talk about this today. Serving. Come on, everybody say it. Serving. Serving is huge. It's important, it's massive, it's central, it, it, is, it is vital for many, many reasons. I want to hit on a few of those this morning and give us, I believe, some real insight into some things. 
Serving is a core value and a central activity. Don't, every word counts. It's a core value and a central activity of the kingdom of God. You go through the Bible and you're going to see that God has endeavored and he has and he calls us to this core value and central activity of serving. It's core and central to the kingdom of God. Therefore, it is a core value and a central activity of the local church. And if it is for the kingdom and for the church, then it is also a core value and a central activity for the people of God. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you and me, we need to make sure that serving matters to us, that it's important in our lives. Now, sometimes we talk about serving in church and people, oh, they're trying to, they're trying to recruit volunteers. They must need help in the nursery. And that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Should you serve in the church? Absolutely. Absolutely. The psalmist said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to be hanging out in all the pleasure of the wicked. And, and I'm telling you something, I'm going to serve God the rest of my life. And if I, wasn't, if I wasn't the pastor and if this wasn't my role to serve today, I'd be here doing something. I'd be a parker. I would want a whistle and a badge, but I would, I would be a parker. Or I'd be a musician or I'd, I'd, somebody train me in how to run something or I would greet people. I would find something because there's a joy in doing that. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll, I'll share that. But you should. Church is ready-made place for you to serve and for you to learn how to serve, you know, God's way. So, but I'm not talking just about that. I'm talking about wherever you go. Every day, every, are y'all here? Every day, wherever you go that you have in your heart, it's a value to you. It's central to you that you're going to serve. You're going to help people. I can wait on y'all. Amen. Everywhere we go, and yes, of course, in the house of the Lord. Now, here's what we have. We have a world that is just saturated and inundated with information. And here's where we are, and I think history, if it gets it right, will report this, actually, that social media, first of all, the decline and deterioration of journalism, and then social media has served to help rot and break down our culture and society. Oh, but it's high tech and it's this and it's this. Yeah, and anything can be used. Anything powerful can be used to destroy. And because it's a, a conduit for information, and now it's the wild, wild west because anybody and everybody can say whatever they want to say and others are gonna take it as truth. So, COVID, politics, things happening in our world, things happening across town, we're, we're honestly in a place where we don't know if we're getting the full story or the right story, and I don't care who you voted for. That's, I'm not even talking about that. I don't care if you're a vaxxer or an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about everything that we're just really not... Sure, am I getting the story or not? It's one of the reasons we're going back to the Bible, okay? So you've got all of that, and then the results of that, you've got 
You've got division and confusion and exaggeration and, and just overload of information to us. And then because of that, listen to me, regarding the church and the word of God and Christianity, you've got a world that can't hear us anymore. And if they can hear us, there are some that can hear but don't want to hear. So you know what you do when someone can't hear you? You have to show them. So what we want the world to know is God is good. Come on, everybody say God is good. I want the whole world to know that God is good. I want them to know that the best way to live is to live with God as your heavenly father, the Holy Spirit as your helper, Jesus as your savior, and he's going to help me every day. And one day when life is over, I'm going to have a home in heaven. I want the whole world to know they can be forgiven of their sins. They don't have to carry the guilt and shame and the burden. That God can give you peace that doesn't even make sense with what you're going through. 